106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. I miss COVID. <laughs> I know. Dude, dude, you know what I knew? There was trouble <laughs> when anyone that came to our country didn't have to get a vaccine. And I go, mm-hmm. if you're telling me I can't go to work, but everyone everyone coming in doesn't have to get one, I go. Well, once we found out, when Fauci said, okay, I'm sorry, but if you've had two boosters and two vaccines, you can get and give COVID to another guy who's had five vaccines and four boosters. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a vaccine and a booster? I don't know, it's just more vaccine, but booster sounds better. Anyway, a guy with 25 vaccines would get and give COVID to another guy with 25 vaccines. That's why I'm introducing the daily COVID shot. Every day you get a shot. By the time you get to your car, you got no immunity. But it's a beautiful 39 seconds. The Bible is definitely against uh, gay people or gay marriage? Which one? I don't know. Uh, It says that homosexuality is abnormal. And I mean, uh, common sense, to you. you don't even need the Bible to tell you that. Okay. You know, you have two guys going at it from behind, you know something's wrong, right? Well, I suppose it depends on your perspective, isn't it? I mean, okay, you, don't, you, don't think you, anything, so. you don't think anything wrong with that? Uh, me, I think it happens in nature all the time. It happens with penguins, it happens with guys, it happens with women, who cares? So you think yeah. that it's normal that two guys go at it from behind? <laughs> it depends on your definition of normal, it happens in the you normal world, you, so you, absolutely, yes. You think that's normal? I think it's perfectly normal. Would you ever do that? I wouldn't, but that doesn't mean it's, it's not normal. normal. If it's normal, why would you do it? Because it's not my thing, Jesse. Because it's not normal. <laughs> I think we lost America about the time men stopped smoking Marlboro Reds and started vaping strawberry cheesecake. We can send a rocket all the way past Jupiter, but we can't make a GPS with an avoid ghetto route. <laughs> Amazon Prime, UPS, and FedEx are just adult versions of the ice cream truck. For every American killed by an illegal, we should deport a politician who supports open borders. ACM, ain't country music. CMA, country my ass. If you've got a beard but can't change a tire, shave. LeBron says he means too much to society to just shut up and dribble. Dude, you throw balls through a hoop. A trained seal can do that. Don't solicit at my front door. We know who we're voting for. We found Jesus seriously. Unless you're giving away free beer, just go away. What do you think about this? The church cannot be neutral. When the church stands up and looks at the Biden administration and sees tyranny and looks at the Democrat Party and sees people trying to indoctrinate our children and mutilate our children and destroy our border and crush our religious freedom and deny the right to life, when the church names that evil, when the church names the Democrat Party as responsible for that evil, that is not the church being political, that is the church being the church. Well, hello there. You might be hearing the term Bidenomics as of late, and you're thinking to yourself, what does that mean? Well, let me explain. Bidenomics is higher than ever grocery prices. It's rec league instead of club for the kids. Bidenomics is getting that second job or third job. It's super high gas prices, like really high. It's eating in instead of eating out. It's not buying the shoes or the shirt or any of the clothes that you like. It's driving instead of flying. It's not updating the house and not buying that used car. It's watching your 401k plummet 
and the value of your home also plummet. Bidenomics is waking up in the morning, getting yourself a nice cup of coffee and checking your bank statements. And then asking yourself, where did our savings go? Bidenomics is paying your fair share and also paying for someone else's loans. So there you go, Bidenomics. Hostages Radio, and uh, happy, happy to have you on board here today. If you're new to us, we're going to do six segments uh, today, 20 minutes each, talk, and some clips in between. Uh, this is episode 223, and it should uh, surface on the internet on the 8th of July, 2023, in the morning. So you can reach me at 530-713-1838. That, again, it's 530-713-1838. That's my only phone that I use nowadays. You can text or call it. Uh, you can also reach me by email at lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. Once again, lou at nohostagesradio.com. That's attached to our website by the same name, nohostagesradio.com, where we put uh, our past episodes as well as some articles I write. So if you'd like to check that out, you can. Otherwise, it's just there for somebody to stumble across when they're super bored and they can read to their heart's desire. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, we also do a, a live show on Saturdays. KMYC 1410 AM, <clears throat> located here in Yuba County, California. Even though you're far away, you could listen to that. You could go to the nohostagesradio.com website and uh, click on Listen Live. And from 10 to 1, um, uh, Left Coast, or some calling it to now, Mest Coast, uh, Left Coast time, 10 to 1 in the morning, uh, 10 in the morning till 1 in the afternoon. You can listen live if you care to do that. It's a little bit different show. There are some different topics that come in there, but uh, it's about a it's a shorter show, actually. But it's a three-hour live show. But, of course, it's broken up with commercials and things and, and uh, various breaks. So uh, I want to start out tonight uh, talking about, or today if it's your time, we have... Uh, a, you know, we have a crazy state, as most of you around the United States are aware. They call it commie formula, Carl, commie form, fornia. Uh, Calazuela, you know, I mean, you know, there's just all kinds of ways to put a spin on this to show what what a predicament we're in here. But our California state legislature is uh, mainly our homosexual Democrats 
are pushing through <clears throat> and prostitution, uh, prostituting allies are pushing through an, an assembly constitutional amendment number five or ACA number five. <clears throat> it's a radical, horrible anti-family proposal. And uh, the, if they pass it by enough votes, they'll put it on the California 2022 ballot. It's being promoted as typical of uh, legislative items promoted to the public. They lie about it. So it's touted at getting rid of the nullified Proposition 8 language. Proposition 8 was a uh, voter referendum that set certain language in the Constitution about what a marriage is. And the language, which passed easily in California, it said only marriage between a man and a woman is valid and recognized in California. Boom. Very simple, right? That goes in. That went in the Constitution. But somehow it's, you know, things that the people want in California are nullified by the Supreme Court of California. And uh, so these radical uh, perverts in Sacramento want to nullify that and replace it with an undefined marriage equality statement that is, that is uh that I'm going to describe to you, which is freaky. It says protect marriage equality in California and has all the uh, rainbow colors support ACA five. That's on the doors of all the supportive legislators in California. So it already passed the state assembly. And so now we're going to have a little vote here in the Senate. And then if it passes there, it'll go on to the governor. And if it passes there, it will go on the ballot for all the people to vote on the people vote against it it will not come to pass but let me give you the seven big problems of aca5 aca5 does not mention marriage but says marry marry in quotes yet doesn't define what marry someone or something means it's nowhere listed in the family code then it says uh, second thing aca5 does not define or limit the number of people who can marry one another Thus, it legalizes polygamy. Number three, ACA 5 does not provide an age prerequisite for marriage, thus legalizing child marriages <clears throat> that are common in some Muslim war, uh, countries. Or it could be a pedophile marrying a, a small child, right? A, an adult pedophile. Number four, ACA 5 does not prohibit or forbid incestuous marriages between close family members. Number five, ACA five does not mention or define spouse, thus providing a fundamental right to marry anyone or anything. Like some confused people could symbolically marry their TV, their cell phone, pet, or even themselves. Number six, ACA 5 creates a fundamental right that trumps other laws. Nothing regulating marriage to two persons or prohibiting incestuous marriages will be able to overcome it. Number seven, ACA 5 is unnecessary since homosexual married couples already have full legal status in all of California's 58 counties. So they don't have to really have this. 
So uh, what Randy Thomason, where I'm getting all this very organized information from, Randy Thomason is going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you on his behalf since he's not here. He said, this morning we delivered our expert analysis exposing ACA 5 written for the eyes of the Democrats and rhinos to the offices of 29 of 40 California state senators. Uh, Okay, so this, I'm not exaggerating the situation here. Uh, So he says, please take action. We need a flood of calls right now exposing and opposing radical ACA 5. So he's given eight Republicans names. uh, Dahl, D-A-H-L-E, Grove, Jones, Nguyen, Janet Nguyen, Roger Niello, Rosa Licia, Ochoa Bogue, Kelly Ciarto and Scott Wilk. Now it's interesting because I believe Roger Niello might even, I don't know whether he represents this area or not, but he's probably Sacramento area. He's a Republican and he's and Randy Thomas in the state of California said Niello ignorantly supported ACI, ACA five in committee. In other words, it had to pass through a committee he serves on and he supported it. Scott Wilk, who's been in the legislature, I think, about 12 years. He's a Republican. He's, I guess he's going to finish out his term, and he made a public statement saying that if you are in the state of California and have children, he recommends you remove them from school and, and leave the state. And he said, I will be right behind you when I finish my term of office here. But he said these laws that are being passed in the state are going to essentially take your children from you. And uh, that's another set of laws. But uh, he's listed here. So you could contact any of those people. I don't have time to give out all the phone numbers, but it's D-A-H-L-E, Grove, Jones. These are senators on the Republican side. Nguyen, Janet Nguyen, N-G-U-Y-E-N, Niello. Bogue, B-O-G-H, Sayardo, and Wilk. There's not many Republicans in any of our legislators because the Republican Party crashed many years ago, and now we just pay a lot of money for people to just uh, have fancy jobs and act like Democrats down there. There's 29 deciding vote Democrats. So probably if you just looked up Senate, there's 40 people in the Senate. You could just look, look up who the Senate people are. And uh, what uh, Randy Thomason's asking of you to do is to just call them and not even give where you're from, because sometimes they just ignore it if you're not from their area. So just call those numbers and just say, we want you to oppose ACA 5, and, uh, and then you can just politely hang up the phone, Okay. So we we are in a predicament. We met tonight. The Freedom Coalition Network in the Yuba Sutter counties met tonight. We meet twice a month, first and third Mondays and um, or Wednesdays. And so we were discussing, you know, what are we going to take on as a project next? And um, we've been talking about voter integrity. Maybe I should should say election integrity. And uh, we are in a predicament in the United States of America. And there isn't any institution that we used to trust in that we can trust in anymore. The 
they're all falling apart. Uh, it's hard to find businesses that are honest. It's just everything is unraveling right around us. The church is unraveled. Government's unraveled. Education's unraveled. We got problems, big problems, big problems. And so uh, this uh, person, Colleen Britton, writing for the Daily Republic, says, America, do you not remember the ideals and principles that inspired the first American patriots? And she she gives a quote, says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created evil, equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. A lot of us have quit giving our consent, at least we kind of give it without giving it, don't we? If you don't participate, you give your consent to do whatever they want. Just powers, we derive the just powers from the consent of the governed. So if you don't participate, then you, you just surrendered all your power. She said, let those principles continue to be your guide. She says, in, in only 236 years since our Constitution was written, you have allowed tyrants to again govern you. Many of the grievances listed in the 1776 Declaration of Independence, noted below, reflect the same abuses and government overreach you are now experiencing at the hands of your government. Take heed. So these are actually quotes out of the Declaration of Independence, which isn't just a name. It is statements declaring why they want independence. And I want you to listen to it and see if we haven't got the same situation right here. Our founders said that they, that means the British government, have refused to sign and enforce laws necessary for the public good. They, the British government, have utterly neglected to enforce existing laws designed to protect the sovereignty of our country. Whoa, open borders, huh? They have used intimidation and accommodations to persuade legislators to bend to their will. In other words, bribe legislators, threaten legislators. The undue burdens of bureaucratic regulations. You have any undue burdens? Over, are you overburdened by bureaucratic regulations? The undue burdens of bureaucratic regulations are imposed on citizens at every level of the soul for the sole purpose of fa fatiguing them into compliance with their will. You feel some fatigue out there? I do. Fatiguing them into compliance, beating them into compliance. That's what COVID was all about. Making you sick and weak, give up, taunting you, frustrating you, using psychological manipulation on you. They go on and say they have ignored the voices of the citizens and with firmness they continue to trample the rights of the people. That describes today, folks. Their policies and non-enforcement of existing laws expose our country to the dangers of invasion from beyond our borders. Is that not what's going on along the southern borders? Texas. Arizona and California. In fact, we have, we have governors welcoming them in and giving them driver's licenses and registering them to vote right here in California. 
The declaration says the government continues to acquire more and more land for its exclusive use and restrict or eliminate private citizens from utilizing the land for productive purposes. You remember the Bundy situation over in Nevada? The standoff? They have obstructed the administration of justice. Be You notice that with uh, Trump and Biden? They have obstructed the administration of justice by selectively refusing to investigate and prosecute cases based solely on their will and not on the merits of the case or the law written. They have made judges dependent on their political will for their tenure in office and salaries. That means they're corrupt, folks. They have established a multitude of new offices and sent swarms of officers to harass our people and take their earnings from them. That's the IRS, folks. That's the ATF. That's the FBI. They have colluded with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to us. Do you feel like your government has become a foreign government? I do. And unacknowledged by our laws, giving their assent to acts of pretended legislation. The Supreme Court is continuing lately to reject legislation that's pretended legislation and rules, uh, not based upon proper legislation, but just bureaucracy rules. They have failed to promptly pursue and prosecute known persons who have committed atrocities against the United States and her citizens. How about people that are stealing children? They have secretly entered into trade agreements with foreign countries. Wow. I think the, the Biden's doing that. They have imposed taxes on us without our consent. That happens all the time. They have deprived us in many ways of the benefits of trial by jury. They have governed by intimidation and corruption. They have bypassed the legislature and declared themselves invested with power to le- legislate. They have declared citizen citizens the enemy, or should I say terrorists, and have waged war against them, our citizens. They have plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, and destroyed the livelihood of our people. They have allowed large armies of foreign mercenaries and criminals to comp- complete the works of death. And tyranny scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy of a civilized nation. They have resorted to blackmail, intimidation, and to control the citizens. They have fermented class and racial tensions among our citizens, and through their policies, they have allowed the release of criminals into our communities. Wow. That sounds like today, does it not? We talked tonight about people taking time to read the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Maybe it's time to do that with your family and see whether you guys are really going to stand for that or not. During COVID, we met with the sheriffs and we said, are you guys going to stand with us as a church? And are you constitutional sheriffs or are you just guys that are just going to follow whatever the government above you tells you to do? It says that when in the Declaration of Independence, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of those ends we just read, it is the right of the people to. Lady says, past the time the citizens recognize the peril we face by continuing to submit to tyranny and government overreach, which, if allowed to continue, can only end in the demise of our republic. Come together, people. 
It's time to unite under the banner of liberty and justice for all, reclaiming your God-given, unalienable rights. It's up to you whether you're going to let freedom ring or you're going to let somebody else pay for your freedom. Something to think about and something for you to get involved in, I encourage you to. I encourage you to right away. Uh, okay. So you can go to the SaveCalifornia.com website if you need the numbers of those legislators. I'm sure they're on there, SaveCalifornia.com. And uh, you can get the, all this information. I took it off an email. It says, protect our kids, protect our future from Save California, SaveCalifornia.com. Okay. We're going to take a break, and we'll, we're going to be right back and uh, start our second segment of six. students and I've been keeping a secret from them all year long sorry these are tears of joy tears of joy so I finally came out to my students I was like class I have something really personal that I need to tell you and I think it's really important for me to share this with you I just want you guys to know that Miss Fontania your teacher that you've had all year I want you guys to know that I'm straight and they were so accepting of my straightness. I showed them pictures of my husband and I was like, yeah, that's my husband, guys. That's my husband. And I also said, if you guys ever want to talk to me about what it's like to be straight, like, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And I had so many kids tell me they were straight, too. In America today, the bigger recipient of handouts is not poor people. It's corporations. GE. Imagination at work. GE is the biggest industrial corporation in the world. Here's their CEO with President Obama. Jeff Immelt is perhaps the CEO who is most cozy with President Obama. And Jeff Immelt was recently named the country's job czar. I am so proud and pleased that Jeff has agreed to chair this panel. General Electric is structuring their business around where government is going. So everything from high-speed rail, solar, wind. General Electric is lining up to get what government's handing out. The New York Times reports that government handed out so many tax breaks to GE thanks to their fierce lobbying that despite billions of dollars in profit, they'll pay no taxes this year. Once upon a time in America, companies got money from investors and created wealth by inventing things. 25 years ago, my friends and I started with nothing but an idea. Microsoft did that. They started with nothing and created billions in shareholder wealth. But then... Microsoft is free to compete and compete aggressively, but not unlawfully. The government sued Microsoft for offering people free software at the time. Microsoft spent exactly zero dollars on lobbying. They were busy changing the world. They were busy creating a computer revolution and helping the internet revolution. And for that, they got drawn into court. They spent 
millions and hundreds of millions defending themselves against the Justice Department. So how much money do they spend today on lobbyists? Hundreds of millions of dollars a year. They learned yeah. their ugly lesson. We've created a system in which if you don't do it, you're at a competitive disadvantage. A public-private partnership. A public-private partnership. A public-private partnership. Businesses love to have a partner in government. This little window maker must have loved the attention it got by having the vice president praise its products. You're not just churning out windows. You're making some of the most energy-efficient windows in the world. Think getting the vice president was a big deal? Heck, they got the president, too. These workers will now have a new mission, producing some of the most energy-efficient windows in the world. Other companies don't get so much government help, but this company gave money to the Democrats. And one of their executives was married to an important Energy Department official. It sure is nice to get special government help. Thank you, Mr. Vice President, uh, for your unwavering support. Left-wing think tanks criticize corporate welfare, but somehow green handouts, they're okay. Everybody wants to find a better fuel-efficient way to go about their daily business. The government's going to invest in certain companies to pioneer new technologies. That, I think, is not corporate welfare. The business is too dumb to invest in it without government saying, do this and here's help. The private sector will only invest if they know for sure that there is a commercial marketplace. But you say everybody wants these things. Isn't that enough incentive for private, greedy businesses not to always, make it? The free market does not know anything unless we all collect our interests and say, this is of national import to us. Central planning does not work. It doesn't work in any industry. It doesn't work in any, uh, in any kind of economy. But since they're going um, to centrally right, plan, they'll give out special favors to the politically savvy people who are best at lobbying budget. for them of at least $200 million is needed. And so the government pours billions of your dollars into projects like the Roscoe Wind Farm in Texas. It's half owned by GE. Even if this wind farm produces nothing of value, they are getting money from the U.S. taxpayer. Maybe we don't need wind turbine. Maybe it's a waste of money. Well, maybe it is, but it should be one thing that we as a nation are investing in so that we aren't left behind. Some of the cleanest renewable energy on Earth. GE would not agree to be interviewed. Maybe that's a good thing if it means companies are now getting embarrassed about the handouts. Thirteen years ago, when I wanted to confront a business about its freeloading, the CEO was so brazen, he flew me to his headquarters in one of his fancy jets. This isn't gold, is it? Uh, gold-plated. Can you get you anything else? At the time, this man was the biggest recipient of handouts, Dwayne Andreas, CEO of ethanol maker ADM. You're a pig feeding at the welfare trough. Why should I care? It doesn't bother you. Not a bit. Many beneficiaries of corporate welfare really believe that they're being paid to help the country. What I'm providing is so good that it ought to be subsidized. Unfortunately, a lot of American companies have become mooches off the government. They go to the government to manipulate the system in their favor. That's what not business is about. That's not what capitalism is about. But today, unfortunately, it is a way for capitalists to freeload.
All right, well, if you need anything repaired, you break stuff and you think, oh, I just bought that. Oh, I wish that, you know, something happens. Some electric item you have or gas-powered, diesel-powered, any kind of powered equipment, and you need somebody to just hand that off to and go back a few days later and get it back off brand new. Whether it's a small device like a chainsaw or a weed eater or, or a mower to your car or to your big rig or to a compressor or water blaster, any kind of item that's run by power, all power services will fix, you, fix it for you over here in Yuba City. They're at 1469 Stewart Road. That's west off of Highway 99. You can text or call them at 530-844-0347, 844-0347. These guys over there don't like to see stuff broken. So they just major in, major in making all things well. They put a Band-Aid on it, fix it. Fix your owies, all your owies over there. So you can go check them out, and uh, they will get you handled. They also have an email at allpower1469 at gmail.com, allpower1469. And it's Will Fanning. We'll probably be answering that phone at 530-844-0347. Just drop your stuff off. You might have a maybe a snowmobile that you crashed this this year. And you need to haul it in somewhere, or you might have a uh, a jet ski that you want to use because it's getting smoking hot around here. You want to get out on that river and get some chill going, or up on one of the lakes. So take your uh, jet ski over, or anything you have, one of your boy toys that run off road. Go get it, get it fixed. Also, want to mention uh, Alan's Auto Body, Kevin and Carrie Clark at 14 at uh sorry tea garden at sutter street in yuba city and that's uh you know you can see it from either bridge i was noticing that the other day because it's bright yellow the building and whether it's from the 10th street bridge or the 5th street bridge if you look close enough you can see their building so right at the corner of tea garden tea garden and sutter in yuba city you can go there and they fix all kinds of vehicles that are broken but they're professional painters and so they could probably even paint like things around your house you wanted painted. You, you could bring it in and they could maybe they could take care of that as well. But if you just, you know, you may uh, not have your car get in a wreck, but it may just be some items that broke on your car and you need parts replaced or you you don't want to you don't want to sell the car. Or you don't want to get another one. You want to just keep this one looking sharp. So you're going to replace some of the parts. Well, they can do it. They've done it for me. So you can reach them on this landline at 530-671-1057, 671-1057. Uh, you want to call that landline, leave a message if they're busy, or you can just drop by at Tea Garden and Sutter in Yuba City. All right. I'm going to um, finish the Jefferson metal I, you know, uh, getting out of college, I was kind of a radical character and had a different view of the world. My parents were, even though one was a Democrat, one was a Republican, they were very conservative in your value system. They were not Christian people. They were not church people. They were just hardworking, mind-your-own-business people, stayed out of 
they they voted. They always were they were supportive of certain candidates. Sometimes they would actually get involved in an election and help. Uh, but they they definitely were more conservative, and they wouldn't put up with anything that's going on with the Democrats nowadays, nor with some of the Republicans. So many businesses started during that hippie era of the 60s, and one was Ben and Jerry's. You ever heard of Ben and Jerry's, the ice cream people? I don't think I've ever tried any of their ice cream, but I heard it's really good. I, I don't think I've had much ice cream that I didn't like. I just can't eat it because it's got so much sugar in it, and it adds it just... I just get big just thinking about it. But they hate it. These are one of these guys that have become millionaires in America, but they hate it. They just hate America, even though they did all right. So they tweeted out, the United States was founded on stolen indigenous land. I don't really know if you can call land indigenous. The God says in the Bible he owns the land. This 4th of July, they say in this tweet, let's, com let's commit to return it. It's an interesting deal, the concept of if the Europeans, when they showed up in America, what they eventually called America, whether they had any, any responsibility to just say, do you guys own any of this? What don't you own? You know, there's all kinds of people jump to all kinds of conclusions. So this fellow writes, Ben and Jerry's wants the U.S. to return our land to indigenous people. That just, that just means native people. But they weren't always native here. They weren't created in America. That's not where humans were created. You know, if you thought think they came from monkeys, then you're really confused. But people were created far away from America. They traveled over here. How do you know they were the they weren't the second or third group here? You think, oh well, they were they they're native to the United States. No, no, they weren't. Person writes, or do they want us to hand it over to Britain, give the land back to Britain, and then hand it over to Spain, who then hands it over to the indigenous people before them, and who then hand it over to the indigenous people they stole the land from in the first place? Maybe the indigenous should get reparations too. This isn't the first time Ben and Jerry spotted, spouted off their communist hatred. You know, I get a kick out of all these bazillionaires who are who now claim they're communists. No, they aren't. If they would, they'd give their they'd give their uh, money to the poor. They would share their money until they live equitably with the poor. Ben and Jerry's was one of the ice cream companies that said we want to defund the police. Now, you remember I've been talking to you about how you can vote, even if you don't register to vote. Sometimes I meet people in my neighborhood. They said, oh, I don't I don't believe in voting. <laughs> I said, oh, you believe in just letting people put you in prison because you let anybody make any decision for you, you want anyway. But but the, I notice all the people around here buy things they buy. There's boxes being delivered to the house. There's uh, they go and pick up groceries. They make grocery runs almost routinely. I don't think many people around here miss a meal. They're all pretty big people. And uh, so my point the other day was that every time you spend a dollar, you are voting. You're voting for one product or brand, or you're voting for one store versus another store that maybe does similar things. So you're not hating the other stores. You're just saying, I prefer this store over here because they meet my needs. What are your needs? Well, those, that's your values and your, your norms and your beliefs. 
and uh, your preferences, right? That's, it's what makes your world go around. So if, if you spend money carefully on, on the, the products of the companies that support America, then you're voting. And if you, you hold your money back from, from companies that hate America, then uh, you're voting. I just saw where, uh, you know, if you look on a map and you look down to Southeast Asia and you look at Vietnam, you're going to look off to the right. Just like if you look at the California coastline and you look off to the left, you see it, a name out there in the blue, blue area on a map, Pacific Ocean. So if you go to Vietnam, you look at a Vietnam map and you look onto the right coastline, it goes all the way up to, from tip top to tip bottom of the, the country. Off to the right, on most maps, it's called the China Sea or the South China Sea. But to the Vietnamese, they don't see the Chinese named it for them because they claimed it. They just went down there and said, no, this is ours. And it isn't. There's lots of fishermen from the Philippines and Vietnam and other countries right around that that area. China's above. So they've been uh, debating over uh, who owns that sea. And the Vietnamese don't call it the China Sea. They call it the East Sea because it's east of them. And so recently there's a, a Barbie movie out, I guess. And in that Barbie movie, it shows China. It shows Vietnam, not China. It shows Vietnam. And then it shows the sea to the east of it, and it calls, the, it, calls it the South China Sea. So because of that, see, China is getting away with pushing their propaganda through American movies, through Hollywood. You know why? Because they're funding American movies. So they don't allow them to say anything honest about China. It all has to be propaganda. So I like what Vietnam did. They said, okay, if you want to dis disrespect us by calling our ocean the China Ocean, or China Sea, you cannot sell your your uh, movie Barbie here. We got 90 million people, but we are not going to go to your movie. It's not going to be available here. So there's this ongoing tension that is going on between China and the rest of the world. And that's what's going on. Uh, so you have, you, so you can, you can choose. There's lots of different ice cream places and you can choose to buy a different brand. When you know, Ben and Jerry's hates America. They hate the police. They hate the military, Ben and Jerry's, right? And it's overpriced ice cream besides. So check out, you, you know, sometimes you can check out what your, uh, sometimes there's actually, uh, occasionally, I would even mention it over the radio, lists of corporations that are trying to undermine the Constitution of the United States. They want to undermine the history of the United States. They want to support BLM. They want to support Antifa. They want to support all these crazies, and I don't support businesses that do that. So let's move on. Uh, in California, every November, you know, uh, every election cycle, there's a June primary, and then there's a general election in November. 
So before Governor Brown left office, he got passed through the legislature a rule, a new law, that a, the peop, a referendums can only go on the, the November ballot, not can't go on the June ballot. Referendums, measures that people generate. We're going to have a ton of stuff, folks, and I'm going to be talking about it on a regular basis so we don't pile on here at the last minute, but we're going to have a ton of uh, funding measures or taxes or bonds on the ballot. There are going to be tons of requests for you to say, yeah, I'm going to give you more of my money. Yo, yeah, I'm going to give you more of my money. Yes, sir, I'd like to give you more of my money. So... They are going to put on a climate bond. This is a complete fraud. There is no climate crisis. There never has been. It's been an entirely fraudulent pitch made up in the media on behalf of the government. So uh, said this climate bond should be viewed with a great deal of skepticism by California voters for several reasons. Now, who, who was this person writing? That would be John Kupal president of the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. John is a an attorney, and he's worked for various organizations like this, but he went to work for Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. That's hjta.org. It's got a great website, lots of great information. You should become familiar with it and even uh, click on taking their, their emails and even become a member. So this is a fraud. And uh, he says, first, he's giving you the reasons why you shouldn't vote for this bond. It's going to be a $15 billion bond. We don't need it, people. They just they need to use other money to do this type of stuff with. I wouldn't give them another nickel. I'm going to tell you why. It says, why is a bond even necessary? said, despite a drop-off in sales tax collections, California continues to produce massive amounts of tax revenue from the highest in the nation income tax rate, the highest state sales tax rate, and the highest gas tax. Doesn't make sense to go into deeper debt. That's what he's saying here. Second, an important consideration for the issuance of public debt is interest rates. Borrowing costs today are higher than they have been in years. And while Wall Street bond brokers and bondholders will profit from more California debt, voters have to decide if it is in the California people's best interest. Didn't your parents teach you from going into debt? Why would we keep going into debt? if we don't all do it as private individuals. Number three, under Article 16 of the Constitution, a statewide bond measure must be limited to some single object or work to be distinctly specified in the Act. You can't just have it for everything. And bond measure, statewide bond measure. But this climate bond is here authorized in Assembly Bill 1567. It's, a, it's entitled the Safe Drinking Water. That I want you to see anywhere where there's just one distinct, specific reason that we have this or act. 
it's entitled the Safe Drinking Water Wildfire Fire Prevention Drought Preparation Flood Protection Flood Protection Extreme Heat Mitigation Clean Energy and Workforce Deve- Workforce Development Bond in 2024. Folks, that doesn't even come close to the 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 uh, the code on this. The bill is 25-page listing of various projects ranging from restoring the Tijuana River to providing residential housing for California Conservation Corps members. Even under the most liberal interpretation of single object or work, this measure doesn't comply. John Cupola goes on to say, number four, the fact that a substantial amount of the proceeds of the bond are intended to be used for programs rather than brick-and-mortar infrastructure violates the principle that the single object or work should have a useful life that extends beyond the term of the debt repayment. This climate bond is like a family taking out a 13-year mortgage to buy groceries. Number five, California has a horrible track record of not keeping its promises when it comes to bond measures. The clearest example is a California high-speed rail viewed internationally as the biggest boondoggle on earth. Prop 1-8 in 2008 promised California's a super-fast train that would travel between L.A. and San Francisco in about two and a half hours. Not that fast, really. doesn't take too much longer than that to do that. The ticket price would be about $50, they said. Oh, that's not bad. The total cost of high-speed rail would be about $40 billion, and there would be significant private sector support money from investors to build the project. This is what they promised in the beginning. After 15 years, the railway has yet to hit any of its benchmark promises. Numerous other bond measures have failed to live up to the representations made to voters including several water bond proposals that promised the construction of a surface water storage project. I've often wondered whether Jerry Brown, since he tried to undermine anything his dad did, his dad came up, Pat Brown came up with the idea of the California water project with dams connected to the Sierra Nevada to store water for farmers and for uh, drinking, plus to be a... uh, protection from floods that was pat brown but in the meantime another legacy for pat brown was one of the finest highway systems in the united states is in california when he started it's almost like jerry brown hated his father and wanted to undo everything he did and that's what he's done so this now the follow-up to jerry brown is gavin newsom and Jerry Brown would not build any more dams. Didn't matter what happened. He wasn't going to build any more dams because of his connection to the environmental wackos. And now we have the same with Gavin Newsom. So number six, general obligation bonds should only be placed on the ballot when the level of total debt is within prudent limits that will not affect the state's bonding rating. If California experiences even a mild recession, that will increase the percentage of the general fund necessary to pay the debt. Anyway, I think I'll leave that right there for the time being. And uh, you can just chew on that. But that's going to be, I'm sure that's going to be on the ballot. I always pay uh, or or place my vote against any kind of revenue raising in the California and even when it's, I'm not going to be taxed. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, you're going to tax the rich. 
Oh, yeah, I'm for that. Tax me. Oh, oh no, I'm not for that. We're going to take a break here. We're coming to our second uh, break, and then we'll come to uh, sec- segment three. Hey guys, so Target just dropped their brand new Pride collection for adults and children. You know, I got Pride too. I'm proudly not bending a knee to any of this weirdo progressive bullshit. I'm proud to live in a free country, even though idiots like Target use that freedom to do dumb stuff like this. Hey Target, it's Memorial Day weekend. You know that one day that we remember and honor the people who died for this country? I don't think you guys have a single Memorial Day t-shirt in your store. You could at least pretend to care. You know like you pretend to care about the LGBTQ community so you can suck up every gay dollar on earth? Anyway, the Hangover Gang Memorial Day sale is going down right now, and we're not going to change our logo to rainbow colors for 30 days or pretend that we're empowering minority voices for a month. We're just going to take every single penny generated from this t-shirt and we're gonna donate it to the US Vets charity to honor the bravery that it takes for a man to go die for his country. Not the bravery it takes for a man to wear a bikini. Last year we donated 80 grand. We're gonna do it again. Oh, and Target, if you've got so much pride, how about having a little in yourselves? And stop being so full of shit. The Hangover Gang Memorial Day sales going down right now. www.hangovergang.com Have you ever boarded a plane and thought to yourself, I hope the pilot is a transgender refugee? Have you ever gone to the emergency room and said, I hope my medical team is incredibly diverse? Have you ever moved to a new city and said, I hope the police department hit its equity goals for the year? If your answer to these questions was no, if you just wanted the most qualified candidates for the job, then you are normal. But we have a lot of very not normal people running America these days. Left-wing politicians believe skin color or gender identity should determine who gets the job. Democrats used to care about the middle class. Now they just care about your race and your gender. Do you know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Everything woke turns shit, okay? After seven years of violent revolution, our American founders were well aware that political factions were most often used to divide and conquer the people. And they knew that the republic they created would only last as long as the people could remain educated. In 1816, Thomas Jefferson wrote, if a nation expects to be ignorant and free in a state of civilization, it expects what never was and never will be. By the end of the Civil War, the two-party system became the norm. The globalist system we face today was born. 
and the deliberate dumbing down of the American citizen began with our great-great-grandparents. In the late 1800s, the Skinner-Pavlovian method was brought into American schools by Johns Hopkins. These psychological methods allowed teachers the ability to program students' behavior in the same way that Pavlov did with dogs. In 1934, the Carnegie International Endowment for Peace published the report on the Commission on Social Studies, which explicitly stated the goal of eventually taking away people's land and noted that most people would obviously oppose this. The solution was to begin using the school system to recondition the minds of children. In 1976, the bicentennial year of the Declaration of Independence, 124 congressmen signed the Declaration of Interdependence, which stated that two centuries ago, our forefathers brought forth a new nation. Now we must join with others to bring forth a new world order and it pledged to give children special attention in distributing a common education to suit their goals. By the 1990s, this globalist dumbing down system was perfected and America began exporting it worldwide in what is known as outcome-based education. Starting in 2010, Common Core began in the United States. It outlined what students were expected to know at each grade level and enforced ways to assess those standards. Charlotte Iserby, author of The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America, has traced most of this agenda stemming from the order of skull and bones at Yale through both Republicans and Democrats, two wings of the same globalist bird, which understood that dumbed down people have a base desire for a simple dualistic choice. In 1953, the Rockefeller Foundation funded the Robber's Cave Experiment, wherein 11-year-old boys who thought they were signing up for summer camp were organized into two separate tribes and were manipulated into fighting each other, which was easily accomplished by having a single resource that the two groups competed for. The Henry Tajfel experiments of the 1970s showed that by simply dividing people into two groups, they would naturally identify with their own group and discriminate against the other. The basic ego mind is constantly making preferences. No matter how dumb you are, you have an opinion about everything. And if you can keep the population dumb enough and give them two parties to choose from, they will innately identify with one and despise the other. This allows the globalist system the cover they need to implement unpopular policies such as a central bank digital currency, while we, the people, ignorantly fight each other. United we stand, divided we fall, and we've been falling for it for generations. The American people have been so thoroughly dumbed down that we think freedom is the ability to choose between two parties working for the same control system. And we have been made so weak that we are afraid to even discuss the option of violence which is most often the only remedy for tyranny. But if we were an enlightened people, we could simply unite together as one and just say no to the tyrants. The answer to 1984 is 1776. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
throat was getting dry sitting here in this heat. Actually, it's not that bad. It, man, it was like 108 a couple of days ago, just smoking. And now it's kind of ple pleasant. Got all the windows open, just kind of chilling here. At least I'm holding my mind on the thought of chilling. If you have a drug problem or alcohol problem or tobacco problem, addiction problem, we can help you. Dr. Cassidy and I work together to help people get their life back. Addiction takes our lives from us, and we serve the ad addiction. You know, it's interesting if you read much of the Bible, there's a lot of talk about freedom there. It talks about God wanting everybody to be free. I'm not talking about being free from jail necessarily, not just that. That's included there. He said, I came to set the captives free. So Dr. Cassie and I believe in that, and we're into set, see, seeing the captives set free. So if you need some help with your addiction, don't give up. Don't give up. There's people that want to help. So we're going to ask you to make an appointment with Dr. Cassidy at Peachtree Health. I'm going to give you the number for Peachtree Health, and I'm going to give you two other numbers as backup. First number, Peachtree Health, is 530-749-3242. 749-3242. The reason I'm giving you backup numbers is that sometimes it's hard to get through because they have one of those automated services there. So just ask for Dr. Cassidy and tell them if they, if they ask you what the, what the problem is or what do you need him for, just say addiction. So if you can't get through or you get frustrated, you can't wait on the line because I know if you're short on cell power, battery power, and they're just sucking your battery waiting for them, uh, there's another way. So you can text Dr. Cassidy at 530-682-8648, 682-8648, and just put your name, addiction, and phone number, and he'll call you back. If you're having a really tough time and it's you, you've determined, i got to make my move now, and you're sick, you're not feeling well, you can call me any time of the night or day or text me and just give me, you can text me or you can leave a message for me. Please do, and I will call or text you back definitely, 100%. And you can reach me at 530-713-1838, 713-1838. No addict is the same as another addict. Everybody's got unique problems, unique personal problems, trauma, mental health, physical. And everybody uh, needs to be sorted out and dr cassidy's good at that i want to make sure what your physical health is like and then talk to you about some of the options whether you want to go into residential treatment or outpatient treatment or get on some medication to stop the withdrawals etc you can sort that out with dr cassidy but i will help with you uh help get you the logistics straightened out if you're having trouble yourself also, if you need some Narcan or fentanyl strips to test your drugs for fentanyl, we have those available. You can dial me up. I gave you my number. I'll give it to you one more time. If you need Narcan or fentanyl strips, if you're using and you're not ready to come in yet, get some help, but, or you know people that are using and you're concerned that they're going to die, uh, we got Narcan. That'll stop them from dying. And we have fentanyl strips that'll help snoop out fentanyl in the drugs you're using a lot of people are dying because they don't know they're using fentanyl okay so uh, 
Also, I wanted to mention Nellie Garcia over at North Valley Paralegal. She does some great legal work in our area, Yuba Sutter area. She's in Yuba City at 1110 Civic Center Boulevard. 1110 Civic Center. It's right off Highway 20. And uh, the uh, office is Suite 202A, Suite 202A. And her phone number is 530-751-9289, 751-9289. A lot of times we think, oh, I, I need an attorney for this or that or to f- make a will or a trust or die, you know, figure out what it all means to trust or help process through probate. Nellie can do all that for you very easily. She can help you with adoption papers. She can help you with changing your name. She can do a lot of things. And it's faster, easier, cheaper than the average attorney. So check it out, and I think you'll be very happy. I've always been. I, I use all these people I'm talking about. I just don't. I just don't talk trash about them. So I'm gonna get. I'm just scrolling back down here to uh, get to my spot where I want to pick up. <clears throat> so don't get caught up in. I think I was talking about the the climate bond and how we've been lied to over and over again. And uh, it says numerous other bond measures have failed to live up to the representation made to voters, including several water bond proposals. How many of those are we going to pass? They end up getting make, you know, doing bike trails and special programs to replace your toilet. I mean, we need we need dams in California, people. Uh, they've over and over. I, I I'm don't I have not uh, voted for any money measure. I can't even remember ever doing that. Don't do it. Why do it? They're ripping us off. They're just stealing from us. Uh, did you hear that Hunter Biden, the son of uh, President Joe Biden, was at the White House, and right after he was there, they found some cocaine in the White House. Maybe we should call it the, maybe, how did we get called the White House? Maybe we call it the White House because of the heroin or the cocaine. So now they're trying to determine whose cocaine is this up here? Whose cocaine? They, I guess they've, in the past, they've fired people from testing positive for drugs or testing positive for marijuana. They're tough on drug addicts up there. So now the question is, whose coke is that? And they're all checking it out. Of course, they got cameras everywhere. If they really want to know, they just pull the cameras, right? But they don't really want to know it's Hunter. They want to know it's somebody else. So they're going to blame it. You know, I don't know whether you've been following the news. I I haven't very much, but I but I know this happened. And again, typical government liars. They've changed the location where this cocaine was found numerous times now. Just why you, you wonder how how hard is it to just come out and tell the truth anymore? It just it's almost impossible. We can't tell the truth anymore. Very sad. So uh In the meantime, you know how they do analysis where the president when he comes into office, they hire lots of people like their whole uh, the whole office staff of the white house leaves with the the defeated president or the retiring president right so they have to create their own staff their own you know their own uh, clerical staff the 
public relations people, the spokespeople, the the managers of the and then managers of staff. So uh, if you remember, Obama had had gone way up from the previous White House. I don't have the previous White House from Obama, but he was really way up. And after his eight years, uh, Mr. Trump took over, and first thing first, he just dropped the amount of staff he needed in the White House way down. And wouldn't you know, Biden now has gone way up, even past Obama. So it says, while American families are suffering during the first three years of this administration, the White House has spent $158.8 million on the largest White House payroll in American history based on headcount. Open the Books shares the deep. By the way, Open the Books is another uh, great uh, research website looking at costs of the government, who, how much waste there is. So Open the Books shares the details of, this outra- of their outrageous costs. And they say the top paid... On staff with Biden is Dimitri C. Daskalakis. How about that for a Greek name? Daskalakis. And uh, Dimitri gets two hundred and sixty thousand, almost two hundred sixty-one thousand dollars. Can you imagine? Wonder what he does. Oh well, he's the deputy coordinator for the monkeypox response. Really? Monkeypox. I thought that was like a gay disease. So he's deputy director. I wonder how much, how, or de- deputy coordinator. I wonder how much the, the non-deputy coordinator gets. The second highest paid person is Anand H. Das. Sounds like a guru. He gets $216,414. He's the senior deputy associate counsel. He's not even the full-blown counsel. Both of these guys were previously stationed at federal agencies, the Centers for Disease Control, uh, and then the Securities and Exchange Commission, respectively. One, the first guy got the first one, and the other gentleman got the second one. And so now they're loaned to the White House or serving the White House on detail. So fascinating. Uh, No White House has ever employed over 500 staffers until Biden became president. Can you imagine at the White House you have 500 staffers in that one building? The Biden White House employed 560 in 2021 and 474 in 2022. In 2023, the headcount increased by 50 to 524. Biden employs 108 more staffers than Trump ever did and 70 more than Obama ever did. There was a 46% turnover in the White House staff during Biden so far. And uh, just a lot lot more money being spent. Incredible, huh? All right. I want to talk about a little bit about COVID deaths. I have friends that work in various hospitals around the valley here, and they report to me what is happening and how the hospitals have killed their patients. 
Big name hospitals. Dignity, Adventist, Oroville. Maybe I think they call it the Feather River Hospital or something. Well, there's a there's lots of these situations. I just pick one or two every once in a while. Actress says actress succumbs. That means for you and all of us, that means she's died. She's dead. Actress died to assisted suicide following COVID-19 booster injuries. Now, this was a beautiful, sound, intelligent, a lady that making good money. Her name is Katarina Pavelic, a Slovakian actress known for her work on Fox Sports, The Mindy Project, and Marry Me. She died early this month in Liestal, Switzerland, following assisted suicide. Why would she do this thing? She's gorgeous. She's a model. She's an actress. She received her COVID-19 booster a year ago, which she believed would enhance her immune system. Tragically, Pavelic experienced significant health deterioration thereafter, according to Evie magazine. They report, like most people, Pavelic thought the jab would improve her immune system. Instead, it did the opposite, and she suffered heavily as a result. She was diagnosed with an incurable chronic neurological illness known as myalgic encephalomyelitis or chronic fatigue symptom syndrome you've heard of that before right long-term illness with wide range of symptoms decompat makes you kind of feel decapacitated incapacitated she was also suspected to have a respiratory als that's lou gehrig's disease and it attacks the respiratory system. You can't breathe. It weakens the muscles involved in swallowing and breathing. My friend just died of that. Longtime friend. ALS. According to the, anyway, it talks about her illness. There's no question that it did it. She didn't have any other health issues. I'm not going to spend a lot of time studying ML. Uh, CFSME, that's uh, chronic f- fatigue syndrome. Pavelic publicly addressed her thousands of followers on Instagram. This is really sad, people. Hi, guys. Over the last 10 days, I became severely, severely ill again, homebound, unable to do much. My body is too weak to fight this illness, and I have no more strength, so I made a decision to end my life at an association here in Switzerland. I was diagnosed with untreatable chronic neurological illness. MECFS, that's the initials for that chronic fatigue, caused by the booster jab on top of having suspected respiratory ALS. This illness made me disabled, unable to work or have a social life, and unable to enjoy life altogether. Breathing has become more and more difficult and painful for me. And my lung function has been declining. Thank you all for your friendship and support over the last year. So the lady writes. She said, my belief is that the booster jab that I received had been the catalyst for my deteriorating health. 
It destroyed my health, my body, my life completely. There's no other way to end my suffering other than the decision I made. Pavlik's experience is not isolated. She's one of the millions who have reported adverse reactions following the administration of the COVID jab. They keep calling it a vaccine, but they just make up words here. and just bothers me, actually. All right. Uh, okay. We're getting ready to come to a, a break here in a minute. I'm, I'm going to go up here and uh, just give an acknowledgement to some other supporters of what we're doing here and on the uh, live show. So I want to mention the uh, Thrifty Rooter, and I was talking to Bill Artemenko the other day. We were working on a project together, a volunteer project, and I said, Bill, I, I, I think I got it right on everywhere that the, the Thrifty Rooter people are working, but I said, why don't we go over one more time? So I was kind of amazed because I think I got it right. So he reiterated the fact that they are located up in Butte County, they are located in Calusa County, Yuba and Sutter County. And then they're located in Lincoln, which is in Placer County. Do you get that? So the other day I gave my friend who's a Butte County rice grower, I gave my friend Kurt their number because he had a leak in his plumbing system. So it's Thrifty Rooter, and they have a website, which is pretty cool. If you go onto thriftyrooter.net, you're going to find a menu of all the, the things they do, and you can just check off a box of what you want them to do, or you can say, I'm not quite sure what I need. This is what's wrong. You can type it in, and you can just send it over to them. Give them your address, your name, your phone number. It's all in there. They just fill out the blanks, and boom, you just send it over while you're looking at their site. It tells everything. One of the unique things about Thrifty Rooter is that they they work on rural plumbing and city plumbing. What's the difference? Well, rural plumbing has a septic system, which can get complicated if it's not maintained properly, and they can help you do that. They can help you pump it. They can help you maintain it, make, try to figure out why things aren't flowing the way they should be. So if you need them, reach them night or day, any day of the week at 530-673-8201, 530-673-8201. That's a landline, and they have dispatchers there that are raring to go to uh, get you going and get you back happy about your plumbing. Saw Dave Greenitz over. We had a big 4th of July bash yesterday at the Glad Tidings Church, and uh, just a very fun, everything free, f a lot of fun for the kids, a lot of activities, water sports, all that kind of stuff, water slides, zip lines, all the things. And so I saw Dave Greenitz out there with his wife and his uh, brother-in-law, and got to hang out with them a bit. So um, Dave Greenitz is at greenitzconstruction.com. They specialize in some of the nicest baths, bad bathroom re redos, remodels, and kitchen remodels in the area. I was just looking at one that uh, Dave, Greg Davey posted. He's a, one of the painting contractors or the painting contractor that Dave uses. Just exquisite, unbelievable beauty. beauty. So you can look at those photos before and after on kitchens and baths and other types of remodeling. If you go to greenitzconstruction.com, 
That's green with ETZ on the end, greenitzconstruction.com, or you go to Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook page, and then you can shoot him a memo right off those uh, platforms, or you could text or call him at 530-682-9602. We'll be right back, and we'll start the second half of the show. straight. First of all, I want to tell you that I love you. I see you. I hear you. And I just want to spread some straight joy because being straight is special. It's divine. It's divine. Yeah, even though people are out to get us and attack us and that straight people are the ones that experience the most violence in this country, I just want you to know that you will make it through this because you're divine. And I also really want to know, what's your favorite part about being straight? Like, tell me all the things that you love about being a straight person. Because I know that for me, it's given me all fulfillment and joy and satisfaction to be straight. So just know that I see you. I love you. We're not going to be erased. I love you, my straight friends. Right when we rolled out the vaccine in 1947, how many people in America do you think were getting and dying of tetanus? And he said to me, he said, I don't know, I guess a um, couple of hundred thousand, I would assume, right? If we've justified a vaccine or mandating it for a bunch of kids, a couple of hundred thousand people must have definitely been getting uh, tetanus. And here is the actual answer. In 1947, about 144 million people lived in the United States. The first year that tetanus became reportable nationally in the United States in that same year, the rate of reported cases was 3.9 per every 1 million of the population. So that is around 562 cases of tetanus and just 472 people died of tetanus in 1947. That is of 144 million people. There were just 562 cases of tetanus. CEO of United Airlines last month, the CEO, he announced of all the hiring for all the new pilots that are coming up this year, all the hiring for the new pilots, the main focus is going to be diversity. What? Diversity? Not the best pilots you can find? The ones with the most hours and experience. Things you've done before. Nope, diversity. I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of flying all the time with these white pilots landing safely and on time. <laughs> Boring. That clip is marked officially. How many children or people are, are to like totally unvaccinated? Is that con like, where, where do you find, is it just the uh, parents that stepped up and said, I would think that's a very small percentage because yeah, so many of us blindly followed, you know, uh, the recommendations to vaccinate children. Yeah, it's, uh, it's less than 1% of the public. So uh, the Amish are a perfect example of a, 
large uh, group of people who are uh, largely unvaccinated. And there's no autism. We can't find an autistic kid who was unvaccinated. It's very, very rare in the Amish community, very, very rare. You won't find kids with ADD, with autoimmune disease, with panda pans, with epilepsy. You just don't find any of these chronic diseases in the Amish. And you know, the US government has been studying the Amish for decades, but there's never been a report out to the public. The reason, of course, is it would, it would show that, oh, if you don't follow our guidelines, you're gonna end up healthier. That's why there's no report after decades of studying the Amish there's no report because the report would be devastating to the narrative. It would show that the CDC has been harming the public for decades and saying nothing and burying all the data. segment four and uh, <clears throat> one I want to mention Monty Hecker with Elite Universal Security they are trying to hold the gap mind the gap you ever heard that term in the railroad mind the gap we have a big security gap in our country right now because it's lawless out there in the streets I had a friend of mine sleeping in his truck out in my neighborhood the other day because he's homeless and he said, man, Lou, he says, it's wild out here on the streets at night. People beating each other down. I know it is. And Elite Universal Security knows it is. And they've never been more valuable to our community. They're located here in Yuba County, but they serve all over Northern California. And uh, if you need a job, want to be a guard, they, they would train you and put you on. Uh, so even all the way up to the Oregon border, you may be listening and that's where you live. You live out there in the boondock somewhere. And you think, man, I, I need a little more money. This is getting expensive, this Biden administration. I, they call it Biden economics or Bidenomics. So if you want some help, you either need some help with your security. Maybe people are stealing you blind. You ever heard that term, stealing you blind? Or... You can't keep people out of your property, or maybe they're in the, when it gets cool, they're lighting a fire on your property and going to light it on, you know, light the whole place on on fire. Just destruction. People just don't care. Dump garbage on your property, you know. So if you need some help with security, or maybe in security for your house, maybe you're a single woman or a single guy, and you just think, man, I need to secure this house better. I need to get an alarm system or something. Elite Universal Security can help you with all that, and you could go to their website at EliteUniversalSecurity.com or call them up uh, if you need a job or would like to pick up some work, even if you wanted to work part-time, or if you need them to work for you at 530-749-0280, 530-749-0280. You can reach them almost any time, I think, because... They have a dispatcher that dispatches their own folks 24 hours a day. So they're on it. 
All right, we're going to move on down here. And uh, I mentioned that uh, it's interesting that we have just continued to give over our technology and surrender our country to, to China. And the people in charge of our country, the president, secretary of state, all those kind of people, the Kennedys, I mean, not the Kennedys, but the uh, Clintons, the Bushes, Obamas, they have surrendered our country to China. And you wonder, why did they do that? Why would they do that? Well, they all got money off of it, see? They all got money. And um, do you remember when uh, Nancy Pelosi was uh, all tied in with undercover Chinese and connected to Chinese people with her husband? And uh, Dianne Feinstein, her chauffeur, you know, these senators and these uh, well-to-do folks, they don't drive themselves anymore. They're so important that they actually have a, a driver and a car picks them up. They're, they're run such a tight schedule. And they're so important because they're afraid somebody's going to abduct them and take them hostage. That they have to have a fancy car and just have a driver that just takes them and drops them off. They don't want to have to park their own car or start their own car or turn it off or unlock the door, right? They want to have somebody help them out of the car, right? So for 20 years, Dianne Feinstein, who's still one of our senators from California, had a Chinese spy as her, as her driver. Isn't that interesting? Eric Swalwell, who represents the Bay Area of the San Francisco East Bay Area, kind of, we call it East Bay. He represents people down there. He's in the Congress of the United States. And for a while, he, he had a lady that was a Chinese spy that helped raise money for him for his uh, candidacy. And uh, he began having a, an affair with her. And uh, then he ends up on the security, not the security commission, but the, uh, you know, the commission that takes care of top secrets. You have to have a special classification clearance. And here he's been fussing around with a spy. All these people, all these Democrats fuss around with these spies, Pelosi's, Feinstein's. Swalwell, all these people. Now the Bidens, right? So now we have Apple hired an apparent Chinese spy and gave him access to vast databases. And now he just up and quits, and now he disappears. Isn't that interesting? Federal authorities are looking at they're sent out a uh, a subpoena for him or some kind of a warrant. They say former Apple employee Wai Bao Wang took with him confidential Apple material regarding self-driving cars when he resigned from Apple and joined a startup owned by Baidu, a major Chinese technology company. 
Wang, 35, indicted by a federal grand jury in May, joined Apple as a software engineer March 2016 and worked with an Apple team that designed and developed hardware and software for autonomous systems, which can have a variety of applications such as self-driving cars. He left Apple after about a month, just a month. And in November 1917, took a full-time job as a staff engineer with a U.S. subsidiary, they don't name the company, headquartered in the People's Republic of China and was allegedly working to develop, oh, he's over there now, he's developing self-driving cars after he learned how to do it from Apple. When he left Apple, he identified, Apple identified Wang as having accessed large amounts of Senate sensitive proprietary and confidential information in the days leading up to his departure from Apple. Also after departing from Apple and while employed at Jaidu, another tech organization in China, authorities said Wang accessed more. In other words, after he left, he dipped back in, hacked their computer system, took more confidential information. June 27, 2018, a search of Wong's Mountain View, California residents found large quantities of data taken from Apple prior to his departure. Wong was present during the search and told his agents he did not plan to travel. And the agents probably said, don't travel anywhere, stay home. Nevertheless, Wong purchased a one-way plane ticket from San Francisco International Airport to Guangzhou, Guangzhou, China, that is the old Canton. Remember when the British had that parts of China? They had, that was called Canton, C-A-N-T-O-N. Then the, the Chinese took it all over the communists. They renamed it Guangzhou. It's just two hours north of Hong Kong on the mainland. And you get there by train. I've driven there, ridden there many times. So uh, he flew directly into Guangzhou, China, that night he told them he, he wasn't going anywhere. He, he said, I'm buying me a flight. I'm going to head out on a jet airplane. The indictment contains six categories of trade secret theft, and if found guilty, he could face up to 10 years in prison, 250000 fine, or twice the gross gain or loss from result, resulting scheme. Now, it just reminds me in this article, and I reminded you, about uh, that this guy isn't the first time to do something like that. And Barack Obama and Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden did all this stuff, worse stuff, and they didn't get any tr trouble. Remember Bill Clinton selling missile technology to China? You remember Barack Obama said he told his administration he was beginning talks with China about providing them access to U.S. nuclear data. Unbelievable. And now the Bidens actually get paid to do this and then allow Chinese air, you know, hot air balloons to float around or hydrogen balloons, whatever they are, float around and collect highly sensitive information. We just let them get away with it. It's no big deal. We just let them get away with it. We were talking tonight about how in the world we can 
get get a handle on Yuba and Sutter County elections. Not to corrupt them, not to be fraudulent, but to just have a lawful election. How could we straighten it out where only people on the ballot will vote and only people get on the ballot ballot that are legitimate people? And then to keep from the government cheating us out of our ballots and how to go to a paper ballot system like Shasta County just did. So there's an article we ran across by Jim Hoft. It says, Jay Valentine holding the line against mail-in ballot fraud. Don't you think we all ought to be interested in that? Or are you not interested as long as you win? Cheat all you want as long as I win. Is that how you feel? I think that's how the supervisors feel. They won, so they don't want anybody looking under any rocks. So... Uh, this is an article that was clipped out of an article of Jay Val- Valentine. He said, one of the best things about a segment on the war room after virtually meeting Steve Bannon is the incoming mail two days later. The, the Republican National Commission, the Trump campaign, almost every Republican state party chairman believes the road to 2024 electoral victory is to have an out to be able to out-ballot harvest the left. In other words, outperform the left on harvesting ballots. So Jay Valentine says, it's hard to argue with absolute nonsense. To the rescue, however, comes a retired mail carrier who sent the following message after hearing my talk. In other words, he's saying, and I'm reading this everywhere, what these stupid Republicans in California and around the country are saying, we just need to get better. We could solve the whole election thing to just out-ballot harvest the left. So this male guy says, this is so cool. He said, I'm a retired mailman. I just saw your war room interview. I now know where the mules got the ballots. You know, have you thought about that, where these election mules got all these ballots that they filled out and stuffed in the ballot boxes. He said they got the ballot that ballot uh, ballots straight from the post office in in the returned undeliverable mail file or box. He said while I have zero proof of where they ended up, I had those ballots you were talking about in my mailbag with wrong addresses or lacking apartment numbers or even people that moved and still had ballots delivered to their old apartment. I had them in my bag. We put those ballots in a basket and someone came by and picked them all up. In other words, they'd go out, do their mail route, come back, and they'd have mail that they couldn't hand out because it's goofed up. So they would bring the ballots back and they would put it in a basket. He said hundreds or even thousands of ballots he's speaking of. Who picked them up? I have no idea. Where did they go? I have no idea. Now we know why signatures match was removed, the signature match. Someone needs to investigate the post office and their Democratic union-run activities. There you have it, see? The fix is in. That's why Joe, Joe uh, actually Joe Biden actually said that. The fix is in. I don't need to campaign. It's a done deal. 
It's like going to the Kentucky Derby and knowing that your horse is going to win. The fix is in. Bet big, baby. The only way to stop the government, the United, in particular the United States Post Office, from gathering hundreds of thousands of loose ballots, all of which go somewhere other than into Republican candidates, is to stop those ballots getting to the address in the first place. We're going to go talk to the postal, the postmaster. You ever heard of the postmaster? Every once, every once in a while, I write a check to the postmaster. He's back there somewhere. We know from numerous sources, Jay Valentine says, the post office is one of the several ballot-gathering apparatuses of the left. Not just of just anybody, of the left. How much ballot harvesting at evangelical churches is needed to make up for government-sponsored ballot harvesting industrial scale? They're ballot harvesting right in the post office. A key to winning in 2024 is to identify every, he's got it in bold caps, or as close to every as technology and diligent work enable, every ballot being sent out that will land in the basket or co- that means it's coming back. That somebody later is going to pick up and use those. Go to your go to your post office and talk to the postmaster. So what happens to those? What what are the addresses on those ballots? Make them goofy. Ballots mailed to vacant lots or in Arizona street corners. Ballots sent to apartment buildings without the unit or apartment number. Ballots sent to college dorms for students registered there for decades. Ballots sent to fraternities with over a 105-year-old student. Ballots sent to churches, which have no bedrooms, thus they cannot be someone's domicile. Ballots for person who moved over a year ago. Ballots mailed to hotels and casinos. Ballots where the address were modified by the voter commission, like in Arizona. The week the ballots went out, thus missing the recipient. Ballots sent to a Manchurian restaurant, laundromat, bank, 7-Eleven, all of which have no not valid addresses for voters. Ballots sent to the U.S. UPS or FedEx boxes, sometimes to a dozen people living at that little old box. Ballots sent to the apartment building, but the address is a clubhouse, which has no bedrooms. Ballots sent to the 22,000 new voters in a single county entered just days before the election who were invisible to Arizona Republican candidates in 2022. Ballots sent to Mr. Gonzalez with an S on the end, Mr. Gonzalez with a Z on the end, Mr. Gonzalez with an S on the end and two L's, all at the same address with the same date of birth. Ballots sent to Wisconsin College Dorm that has 1,000 registered voters but can house only two. 250 students. Ballots sent to the 11 adults of the single-family Houston home that is 823 square feet with one bedroom and one bathroom, 11 adults at that single-family residence. Ballots mailed to people registered at an address in 2020, but the building was not built until 2022. Ballots sent to rehab facility for dozens of people who claim it as a residence for years. Rehab is not a year's thing. 
So there's a, such a thing as an undeliverable ballot database that I'm going to be looking into and figure out what that's all about. Most of these ballots, she says, ballots which will not land in an eligible recipient's hand must be identified months in advance of being mailed so they don't end up being stolen from the post, post office. Most of the ballots using supercompute technology can be identified, shown to be illegitimate, and brought to everyone's attention six months before election. When Harris County, Houston, floods the zone six, the zone six months before early voting with 240,000 new voters, each needs to be instantly checked, verified, and validated and have necessary challenge before the 2024 election. Wake up, Ted Cruz, he says. When Arizona and Wisconsin counties changed identifiers the week mail-in ballots go, go out, then changed them back. Real-time compute needs to flag it and ask why. We're going to get in touch with Mr. Al, uh, J. Valentine. I keep wanting to call him Alexander because I used to know a J. Alexander. So uh, he said there's also fraud. It's not just funky ballots. I'll explain it when we come back. worked with those counties, the 19 counties that are on our mandatory closure list, and we have made it clear privately, now we're making it uh, more abundantly clear publicly that we believe uh, that they should consider uh, canceling some of their fireworks uh, shows and presentations. This man. And so this is about keeping you safe, about keeping them safe, uh, your friends, neighbors, and family members, uh, and moreover, just making sure that we mitigate the spread uh, and don't do harm and damage uh, uh, the lives of those that we love. Three days later. And breaking news, we've been watching illegal fireworks going off across Southern California. You have been hearing yeah. them all night long since about 8 o'clock or earlier, and these aren't safe and sane. Uh, we've now learned LAPD alone has received more than a 1,000 complaint reports. More than a thousand complaint reports. Where'd you spot him? Fast as we can, ma'am. Police, I know, I know, a skeleton. Keep calm. Turn off all the lights. Make sure the doors are locked. Hello, police. And police are saying they're doing their best to respond to all of the calls, but as you can imagine, the numbers are just overwhelming. So this is about keeping you safe, about keeping them safe, uh, your friends, neighbors, and family members. The big one. Oh, Lord! Lord, Jesus! Oh, Lord! 
Hey guys, it's Sydney again. Did you guys hear that the Supreme Court struck down student loan forgiveness? Not only are they attacking our abortion rights, but they're also attacking our ability to get our student loans forgiven by the government. This is really disappointing for me because I have like $30,000 in student loans and I can't pay it off. I actually haven't paid on my student loans in three years. Three years. Do you know how hard it is to pay off your student loans when you're on unemployment? I never finished my AA in graphic arts, so I can't even use my degree. I literally have an anxiety disorder that makes it so that I can't work. And now the Supreme Court is blocking the Biden administration from canceling my student loans. Like, that's the main reason I voted for Joe Biden. What up, comrades? This is a message to all of the allies, all of the cisgender people who say they support the trans community. It's really important that you're supporting trans people right now because we're dealing with so much hate with all of the anti-trans bills that are being passed across the nation by bigots. And really, it's become very hard for us to feel comfortable in society and a lot of us are just staying in their homes like I am. Especially if you live in a red state like Florida, which is where I live, I just don't even want to step outside. So if you're a cisgender ally and you have trans people in your life, you need to be calling them and asking them what they need. A lot of us need money right now. I would love to have my dishes done. Since I'm not leaving my house, I could use a new TV, some gift cards to DoorDash, Uber Eats. We're basically refugees in our own country and we really need cis support. And we're back. JP Sears here with the one and only Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Dr. Tenpenny, welcome to the premiere. I think everybody knows about your work, but I'm curious, could you, could you give people a quick snapshot of your mission? My mission, actually, for the last 23 years, has been to inform people about the problems associated with vaccines, that they're not safe, they don't keep you from getting sick, they're not necessary, and they absolutely cause harm. And I'm talking about all of them, the entire pediatric schedule and, of course, the COVID jabs. Well, I, I was going to go get a booster shot after this premiere, but maybe not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I've heard Dr. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. say he's not necessarily against vaccines. He's just against unsafe vaccines. He just never found a safe one. So you're saying your work is you just think they're all suspect. I do, and I think that's a pretty good way to saying it. Wouldn't it be great if we could take out all of the metals, all the chemicals? You know, for years when I was a board-certified emergency medicine physician working in the ER, I really thought that the only thing in a vaccine was a little dead or attenuated virus and a little bit of normal saline. It wasn't until September of 2000 that I actually read a package insert, and when I actually read a package insert and started researching all the different vaccines, I was mortified that if a child gets all of the vaccines in the entire schedule. They get almost 13,000 micrograms of aluminum and they get almost 600 micrograms of mercury plus over 200 different chemicals. And I had no idea. So that's why they've never been proven to be safe and why giving your child a vaccination is like injecting foreign matter into a little baby that's the most precious little thing in your life. Well, you bring so much truth. You expose so much information that people need to hear. Where's the best place for people to find your work? Um, the best place is to go to drtenpenny.com, which is just D-R-T-E-N, P like Peter, E-N-N-Y, drtenpenny.com. Everything that we do there in terms of our podcasts, our shows, all the different links to the multiple different websites that I have for different things that we do educationally can all be linked up at drtenpenny.com. 
Thank you, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, for being here. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Over to you guys. Jay Valentine said, while we developed the undeliverable ballot database to identify every address where a ballot will be sent, yet not find an eligible recipient, we also created an address and identity database for people who claim one identity in Medicaid, another identity for WIC food, and another identity for the voter roll. Said vast government databases are virtually invisible to current XQL relational technology. He goes on to tell the computer situation on how they sort this out, but they end up, they've gone to the government saying what we have is identity fraud. It's not just voter fraud, it's identity fraud. Keep changing your name to become different people so they they can't reject you for one thing if, you know, maybe you're bringing in too much money, right? So I think that's that's very interesting. And uh, so we're into our fifth segment. Sorry, I just jumped on to finish that before we finished, uh, before we get started here on something else. And uh, But we're at freedomco.net. If you want to look it up, that's a website we have here, freedomco.net. We're, we're looking, we're beginning to look at how to get to the bottom of the many different ways to hack the system, the election system, and add more ballots, thousands, tens of thousands of more ballots, or change people's uh, voting uh Allow people to vote that shouldn't be voting, dead people to vote, missing people to vote, steal their ballots, vote for them, and all that kind of stuff. It's going on at a huge, a huge clip. Okay, I'm going to go back up here and... uh, talk about... if I can find it. All right. All right, let me get I'm going to get it in a minute. We're going to talk about utilities in California. So you guys out there that left California or maybe you've never lived here, you may think, "Oh man, those guys have got it it's screwed up out there. Baby, it's screwed up out here." But the problem is is that your politicians with some exceptions are going to start accepting some of the corrupt ways of these West Coast politicians. I'm talking about Washington, Oregon, and California. But let me mention a couple things before we go on here. I want to mention uh, EPIC, E-P-E-C, Embassy Private Educational Center. If you want an alternative for your child, I'm going to give you two of them right now. This is in Yuba, Sutter Counties. It's in Yuba City, Sutter County. Epic was started during COVID, so 
kids did parents and kids wanted to want to all be back in school forget gavin newsom so some friends of mine created epic epec and they started right in the middle of covid and they've completed a portion of the first year and then all the second year so they're getting ready to start another year they've had some real success frankly we've seen some amazing kids uh, with some great growth so Embassy Private Education Center is located on the campus of Church of Glad Tidings on 1179 Eager Road, Yuba City, California. That's right off the freeway with the Eager Road exit. Or you can come out Live Oak Boulevard and turn on Eager Road. Very easy to find. There's a campus there. And uh, you, can give, uh, you can go on the website of Church of Glad Tidings and just run your cursor over the word ministries up in the menu. And there'll be a, a drop box come down. And um, you can just click on Epic and go over to their portion of the site. And it's going to tell you what their education week looks like time-wise, day-wise. What the topics are that they teach, the curriculum, their philosophy of education, and um, how to sign up for school. And how much it's going to cost, and all those kind of things. And they give you a phone number to call them or an email to send them an email. Okay, very easy. They're they're uh, registering kids now. You can get on it. Embassy Private Educational System. A lot of the kids that have come over there weren't. Uh, some of them weren't. They were floundering in the public education system. There were other issues going on in their families, and they totally had a uh, huge success turning it around also when you run your cursor over ministries on the church of glad tiding website if you haven't you say you know i can't afford there's no way i can afford to put my child in private education i might be able to homeschool so there's a uh the church of glad tidings hosts a group a collaborative group of homeschool parents and they call themselves arrow like an arrow bow and arrow arrow education and they, they collaborate together, they meet together, share together their uh, best practices, their best curriculums, and how they manage their homeschool operation. And so they meet together. I think they were meeting every Wednesday. They could always change that, but they're still in operation. That's the main thing. And um, so they get together and have a full day, provide food, all the kind of stuff. Sometimes they do some athletics during the day and um, social time maybe gets a special classes taught and so that's arrow education if you want to do homeschooling of course just you just paying for your curriculum in fact there might be some people that even donate some curriculum to you if you're starting out okay so uh there you have it also want to m mention uh the plumbing doctor my friend ted holmes they uh they have all the bells and whistles they got high-powered water jets to, to open your lines up. They have cameras to go down there. They got all kinds of things going on. Plumbing Doctor, we've had them work here many times. They're easy to get a hold of. They're just uh, located here in Yuba and Sutter Counties at 530-671-9111. 530-671-9111. Okay. Let me find my way back down. So... 
I want to talk a little bit about energy in California because if you've lived here very long, you we've remember the brownouts back in the early 2000s with uh, Gray Davis. Uh, I remember those really vividly, and I was shocked when people just decided to recall the governor. And I thought, oh, yeah, I wasn't really involved in it. I voted on it. I voted to recall him. But uh, people just started a campaign, and it happened to take hold, and it got it on. So uh, I'm, I'm just sorry. I'm just scrolling down here trying to find. Here we go. So uh, if you'll remember Gary Davis, and I think it was 2002, 2003, he made some real big, he wanted to get elected again. So he made some deals with the unions, the correctional officer unions, and, and shot their, their salaries up like 35%. It was just unbelievable. And uh, at that same time, there were all of a sudden a lot of what they call rolling brownouts. And uh, people would be off all day. Business would be off, no power all day. How are you going to run your business, right? And so then he raised DMV fees a lot and added new fees. And uh, so let me just tell you a few similarities between now and them. Katie Grimes, who's the editor of the California Globe, it's an online newspaper or news magazine. It's a great magazine, by the way, and her articles are great. She said, energy is no is not so renewable when it fails to even produce the power needed to fire up all the state's Teslas. Seriously, it's 2023, not 2002 with Gray Davis. That's our old governor. And the nation's state of California can't figure out how to keep the electrical, the power on. ABC News reported that PG&E said there were more than 10,000 families and businesses without power Sunday night in the East Bay. Listen, people, you can't, you can't have modern society if you can't deliver power and fuel. Sunday night, the Orchards at Walnut Creek, it's a shopping center, was filled with businesses and restaurants that look like a ghost town with closures. Also Sunday night, more than 3,000 PG&E customers in Orinda, that's the East Bay, were impacted by outages. Most of downtown Orinda was impacted by the outages. There are still power outages from Eureka and Redding in the north all the way down south to Lompoc, according to the PG&E map. That's what we have out here, Pacific Gas and Electric. Many will fondly remember the 2003 recall election of then-Governor Gray Davis. Largely, they will remember it over how he mishandled the state electricity electricity crisis. But that wasn't all. The rolling blackouts in the summer of 2002, that's Gray Davis' second year in office, affected approximately 1.5 million Americans were without power. So there's, there's a guy named James L. Sweeney, who's professor of management science and engineering at Stanford University. He explained what happened. In fact, he, he wrote a report that I'm going to try to find. It says here that Sweeney's paper that he wrote analyzing the problem is very interesting. 
So Sweeney explained what happened. He said deregulation works. Remember, they deregulated the airlines, and they we got more more flights now, cheaper flights. What happened with electricity? Because they say they deregulated it, right? He said they deregulated it, but not the way it was done in California. He said it works, but not here, not the way they did it. Did it. California disastrous experience with electricity deregulation cast a pall on movements toward deregulation throughout the U.S. Some have said that the California experience shows that deregulation cannot and does not work, which is patently untrue. This guy's a doctorate in Stanford University on engineering. It's patently untrue as an experience shows that deregulation cannot and does not work. Sorry. As an examination of energy price and demand data collected before and after the California electricity crisis shows in this paper, I wrote, I will I will describe what happened in California and the lessons to be learned from that experience. He's talking about the politicians goofing up the electrical industry. Uh, The paper or the book. I think they wrote a book, maybe, California Electricity Crisis, Sweeney, 2002, if you're, you're interested in it. I always like to read these kind of books. You, it, they, it's, a, it's like doing a post-mortem on a body. He said the California saga went through four stages, all of which presented the state with opportunities to make good and bad decisions. These stages were, number one, a risky situation that became a number two, a challenge, and that turned into a number three, a crisis that rapidly turned into number four, blight. Each stage and each, each fact in the whole process should be seen as a, as a series of random, disconnected events, but as a sequence in which choices were made at each juncture. These are all choices made by California's elected leaders, then and now. And usually for political reasons, instead of focusing on providing electricity to 40 million California residents, it's a deja vu similar to the water shortage arena. Governor Davis also increased California vehicle license fee, making himself very unpopular again with voters. But it was the unpredictable rolling blackouts during hot California summer, which fueled the ire of voters. In Sacramento, we saw a high of 110 degrees in July 2002. Now, we just had, what did we do, a couple days ago? One, that's early, early July. We had 108, and they were shutting down power again. Government, listen to this, people. Listen to this. Some of you don't, if I asked you on the street what the purpose of government is, you couldn't answer me. I'm going to tell you what it is. Sweeney says governments are responsible for providing services that individuals cannot effectively provide themselves, fire and police, roads and infrastructure, military defense, and public utilities, including water service, sewage, electricity, and natural gas. But the leaders stray from these res- their responsibilities, choosing shinier, prettier issues that will make headlines. He says, I imagine the people living in Orinda or Walnut Creek and those from Eureka to Lompoc aren't happy with Newsom either. He owns the unethical and faulty climate change driven energy policy, which is creating electricity shortages because traditional sources of energy are being replaced by unreliable renewable energy. 
Energy is not so renewable when it fails to even produce the power needed to fire up all of the state's Teslas. Listen to this, people. By the way, California has the most energy of any state in the union. And it's diversified. Coal, oil, gas, natural gas, hydroelectric, nuclear power are all under attack by Governor Newsom and his fellow climate change travelers. Listen, people, these people, these criminals aren't stupid. They know that they're not going to be able to meet this climate, supposed climate change. They have, they've created a crisis, and then they're going to tell you how they're going to fix it. They created it. You didn't create it. By the way, the, the air in California, I've lived here almost 100 years. The air in California has never been cleaner. You can go out pretty much any day in the North State, and the sky is actually blue. It's not gray. It's not white. It's blue. The exceptions are when there's a forest fire. Something like that. We have all these wonderful energy resources that Governor Newsom and his fellow fellow environmental uh, wackos oppose. In September 2020, in the middle of the California uh, Governor Gavin Newsom's COVID lockdowns and, and school business closures, Remember this, he issued an executive order requiring sales of all new passenger vehicles to be zero emission by 2035 and additional measures to eliminate harmful emissions from the transportation sector. In a tweet, Newsom then said, we're experiencing a climate crisis, all in bolds and caps. Transportation is responsible for all 50% for 50% or more of California's greenhouse gas emissions. These are this this whole concept of green. It's just totally a fraud, people. They just make up the stuff out thin air. He said it's time to be bold as and uh, as the problem is big. Today we announced that by 2035, every new car sold in California will be an emission-free vehicle. Hmm. He said transportation is responsible for 50% of California's greenhouse emissions. He's just talking trash is what he's talking. He does. He's just making up figures. He doesn't tell you if we eliminate vehicles, how we're going to get around that. We got this bus system in Yuba Sutter called hub area transit or Yuba Sutter transit or something. You can't see who's in the buses cause they're all Brown. They got uh, dope doper windows, the black windows. You can't see. But I'm guessing that hardly anybody rides those buses. The only reason we have them, there's a lawsuit against the county and, and the two counties that they need to provide cheap bus service. If you want to get to a job, you want to get to a doctor's appointment, you literally have to leave hours to catch the, because the routes are so ridiculous. It's a total waste of money. He said transportation is responsible for over 50% of California greenhouse gases. So how are they going to get us around? He wants you to get rid of all your cars. It's not just gas cars. It's electric cars as well. Even though we have some of the cleanest air in the country, we're, we've got these egregious plans to jerk people around. 
We're going to be right back, and uh, I think we have one more segment to go, and um, we're going to call it a night or a day, whatever whatever it means to you. The Declaration of Independence states that every person possesses three inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 247 years have passed, and we have mostly forgotten what those words mean. Today it seems that most of us think that the pursuit of happiness means the pursuit of pleasure and the avoidance of pain and distress. This confusion can best be explained by the dumbing down of America, which we covered in our last video, and the gross lack of spiritual enlightenment in today's society. In modern society, the childish atheist will often ask, if there is a God, why do bad things happen to good people? As if the earth is supposed to be a utopia where humans are born to experience nothing but pleasure. Like all utopian ideations, this is a fantasy for the weak-minded who seek to avoid the pain of life. Bad things happen to everyone so that we can overcome them, learn, and grow. The earth is nothing at all like a utopia. It is a wild place where one must kill in order to live. It does not matter if one is carnivore, vegetarian, or vegan. And it does not matter if you pay someone else to kill for you. Life can only be sustained by life. And perhaps this is why civilization was created which many will argue, but more often than not, civilizations have served the tyrants at the top while enslaving the people to run whatever system has been put into place. But on July 4th of 1776, our founding fathers drafted something very unique, perhaps the most revolutionary form of spiritual self-government which has ever been penned to paper. They understood what the pursuit of happiness meant. To Thomas Jefferson, it meant the pursuit of a meaningful life, and it was preceded on the list by life and liberty because individual freedom is needed in order to choose your own path in life. If God has a purpose for each and every one of us, then we have the right to live our life freely so that we can pursue our own life's work. The American Revolution created a form of government that serves to protect and defend the individual's right to pursue their very own path so long as they respected the rights of others. It established a form of government whose sole purpose was to protect these unalienable rights that each individual human deserves. But this is obviously not the case anymore. The government today is serving the interests of what we could refer to as the New World Order, a worldwide police state to manage a belligerent population of undisciplined slaves. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are ethical goals, and the problem today is that the American people are no longer an ethical people. Most of us are chasing pleasure in whatever form we can find it in, whether it be drugs, alcohol, food, sex, or just something to buy that will make us feel good for a fleeting moment. While the New World Order definitely had a hand in all this, it is ultimately our own fault. They wanted to turn humanity into an ignorant slave class, 
So they laid out the bait in the form of social welfare, easy money, and easy access to all sorts of vice. And while some took the bait, those that didn't aren't really doing anything to help our fallen brothers and sisters. Those of us working towards a meaningful life are mostly out for themselves and see the rest as part of the problem. And this has likely been a human struggle throughout all of history. It has often been said that this life is a spiritual battle, and it most certainly is. The majority of the so-called left are not the enemy. They are our neighbors who through trauma or ignorance have come to believe the lies of the mainstream media propaganda machine. And they have been weaponized against American patriots by the new world order. They are the fallen ones. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. If we expect a corrupt government to fix itself while we fight our fallen neighbors, then do we really deserve life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. guy writes, Newsom puts the cart before the horse because California not only does not have the infrastructure for an all-electric car state, we still have rolling blackouts every summer and now power outages winter and spring with wind and heavy rainstorms. And you're going to add now something really unstable as electricity. All-electric cars, batteries, solar. Ironically, electric car owners were told by the California Independent Services System Operation to not charge their electric cars uh, tw only 20 days before Newsom's order requiring sales of all new passenger vehicles by 2035. The California Independent System Operator is the one that operates the electric grid. And he, he put out the word for electric cars to not, to electric cars to not change, charge your car. You know, it's amazing. Do you think these people ever think we have lives out here? You ever think that these people that make these rules up realize we need to take kids to the doctor. We need to go grocery stop shopping. We need to go meet people. Our in-laws are flying in on a plane. We need to do this. We got hundreds of things to do, right? And they say something like, after you, after they pled with you and gave these massive uh, tax breaks to buy an electric car, then they turn around and say, "Don't, please don't charge your cars right now. 
because the grid can't handle it. Can you can you understand how amazingly crazy that is? And it, and 20 days later, after the, the guy says, don't charge your cars, Newsom's ordering that our, all cars be that way with 2035. It's unbelievable. This thing is just un- incredible. But that's who we that's who we have to deal with right now. That's who we have. I got a couple items here I wanted to mention to you that uh, the city of San Francisco, there's, you know, I've lived long enough now to experience things that have just totally blown my mind. One of them is San Francisco's collapse. I was just talking at the meeting tonight. I would, I never thought I'd see a day when France not in war. It's, they're not going through war. Their their country is through bad policy. Their country is done. They're toast. They're destroying that country. That's going to happen here. You think, oh, that'll never happen. I'm telling you, all kinds of crazy things are happening. Who would have ever explained or expected, only in a bad nightmare, the beautiful city of San Francisco would be at a shit capital and needle capital and where literally tens of thousands of people have fled the city and people don't want to return to work there. If they're working remotely, they don't want to come back into work. And now they have like, I don't know what it was that I say last week, 40, 60% vacancies in office space. I saw an odd thing the other day. In fact, I think it was just preparing for this show that they're saying that in San Francisco they need 80-some thousand more houses. I can't even believe that. Nobody wants to live there. So if, if, for instance, if I didn't want to live in California and I left my house, it, it, it would be another house available for someone in California to buy and live here or rent or something. Because I've removed myself and taken residence in another state, for instance. So as people, thousands of people, they say almost a million people left over the last two to three years, they all left their houses. They didn't take them with them. So why would you need all these more houses to fill in when you have this glut of houses? And what's happening right now, I don't know if you've seen signs going up and down the road or on power poles downtown, it said, We'll buy cash for, for we'll buy house for cash, houses for cash or cash for houses, and I get letters about every six months. I'll get a letter from somebody saying we will buy your house for cash. Give us a call. We'll make an offer. What's going on is it's just not some entrepreneurs. Most people cannot afford to buy a house anymore, so everybody's going to be renting pretty much. The majority of people will be renting. So that means you can ask fantastic prices for rent. I, the, I, I made a bad decision years ago. Maybe not because I'm not a good landlord. I wouldn't make a good landlord. I can't. Anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked. I have a little studio, six studio apartments, sixplex next door. Studios, no, no bedroom. Front room is your living room. 
and then you have a private bathroom and then a kitchen, open kitchen. This is in Marysville, not not a nice city. And they're renting for $1350. The reason these people that I that are next door to me can rent here is they're not they're not qualifying them for credit. They have bad credit. But at that rate you can you can stand to lose a few. So um So Gavin Newsom is outperforming Gray Davis in dysfunction. And Gray Davis got himself um, recalled. It was shocking. It's only like the second time in the history of the United States. We have over three. We, you know, I mean, we didn't always have 50 states. But it's only the second time that it's been successfully done in the history of the United States of America. That's something. But Gavin Newsom, uh, you know, if you if you ask me, that's another way to say this is what I think. Uh, I think we recalled Gavin Newsom, but they cheated because they they manipulated the numbers. Just saying, I'm telling you, the elections have not been accurate. For In fact, we had a discussion tonight at the meeting, some really sharp people. These are not these are not flaky people. They just said, you know, they agreed that different ones said, I don't know why I should even vote. Because it's just going to be stolen. Why go through if you want to just if they're going to take over the government and they're in charge of the voting machines and they won't let us go back to paper ballots. We're either going to have to have a, f- a violent rev- revolution. You're not going to be able to vote this thing out like our founding fathers thought you could. You're not going to be able to do that. It's going to be if you're not willing to use violence or somehow some major protest that forces them out, there's no way you're going to get, con- unless you can get control of the election system. And they're cheating left and right. That's just what's going on. Palm Springs, let me see if I can find this now. Palm Springs are having rolling blackouts. Did you know that? Palm Springs is very hot. It's kind of a a retirement community. And I'll get down here and just tell you how how they jerked everybody around. I don't think it's PG&E down there. I think it's a different company. But... uh, let me see if I can get it here. We got time here. I'm just I'm, my computer is being stubborn. It says hundreds of Palm Spring residents will have power outages as sweltering heat begins. Listen, if you don't know California, Northern California, baby, we get some hot, you know, hot days where they'll string themselves together four or five days of 100, 108. It's gnarly. So. Here's some headlines. Thanks to nature, not Newsom, we have a temporary reprieve from disastrous water policies. That's when we got the heavy rain this year. Thanks to Newsom and the Democrats, we still have disastrous energy policies. The headlines below are just the start of brownouts and blackouts. We will see this summer, courtesy of 
various papers. Here's some, these are, these are lead lines and, and, uh, highlights of, uh, headlines said power restored after thousands of smud customers in South Sacramento impacted by outage. That's one headline KCRA 2000 customers without power in East Bay due to high heat. That's, uh, Cron, K-R-O-N-4, that's PG&E customers. Hundreds of Palm Springs residents will have power outages as sweltering heat begins. That's another headline. Council members blast short notice, question need for grid work in the summer. I question that too. Why do you, when people are really suffering and they really need, that many older people can't handle that kind of heat, they'll die. It's too stressful. Why did they have to do it this in the summer? Why didn't they give them lots of notice? We're talking, when we talk hot around here in California, it's triple digit. And it's going to last for two weeks. Can you imagine just having your power off for two weeks? We're spoiled. I know this is Southern I thought it was PG&E. This is Southern California Edison's website. So it shows the outages scheduled between 11 p.m. on Thursday and 4 a.m. on Friday in an unspecified number of homes. Six more set out, sets of outages will follow on July 5th, July 6th, July 10, July 11, July 12th. SoCal Edison's website does not specify how many customers are affected. City council people rightly admonished representatives of the utility at a council meeting Thursday over what one member called an increase in recent outages and a lack of timely notice. I'm telling you, I've lived here a long time, and I cannot remember any outages in summer or winter unless we had a, a devastating storm where where. Poles were being blown over by wet, you know, wind and wet. I don't remember anything ever happening in the calm times of the year. I just don't, it's just crazy. And I think there's just not enough electricity to go around. So it just goes on. It says uh, one, uh, I don't know how many people are living in Palm Springs, but one web utility website showed about 1,300 SoCal customers in Palm Springs would be affected by the planned outages. Different different numbers of people at different times. Anyway, it's just it's the way it is out here. And uh I'm telling you, if it gets funky hot and they shut off power in this valley, uh I mean that people definitely could fire up a recall. Definitely. Unbelievable. Wouldn't it be crazy if we did a, another recall on on Gavin Newsom, we could have as many as we want, you know, just do them all the time, like impeach Trump four or five times. It's crazy, right? Oh, here's something that's interesting. You heard this movie, Sound of Freedom? Which uh, with Jim Cavilli, is that how you say his name? Sound of Freedom. So 
it's one of these low budget kind of a spiritual movie about child abduction, child trafficking. And I haven't seen it, but all my friends have. Everybody's seen it. They're all like saying I cried all the way through it. You could hear a pin drop. People just set stunned. It's a real, it's a movie based on real, real uh, action. So you know how they keep tallies of movies as they their opening weekend and then each week after that they keep track of how many how much millions of dollars they brought in right to see it's a if it's a popular movie and so sound of freedom put the word out and they had pre-sales and so and and not a lot of theaters were open just a few days couple days and so this weekend on tuesday july 4 this is one day Maybe it's up to Tuesday, July 4. Anyway, it compares four or five movies that all came out fresh. Like it compared Indiana Jones. This is a new Indiana Jones. Elemental. Spider-Man. Transformers. Okay? So Sound of Freedom brought in $14,242. Indiana Jones, which has a huge budget. Huge maybe 10, 20 times what it, uh, Sound of Freedom had. They brought in $11,698. Elemental brought in $2,798. Spider-Man, $2,604,000. Transformers, $1,627,000. These are struggling movies, baby. The interesting thing is Sound of Freedom... Uh, like the Jesus movie, Jesus Revolution, uh, is a wholesome movie. It's it's sad because you're seeing what what we haven't been seeing. The media hasn't been properly con- uh, covering it. It's not just the children that are showing up at the border in Mexico, uh, leaving their families or putting them families putting them up there, a cartel putting them up there for probably getting paid families may be getting paid to give up their kids to use in the sex industry people selling their kids in desperation but uh, what i heard is that the movie theaters are full which is great i think it's a great idea and i'm happy about it and uh the act they said the acting the 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 whole movie is fantastic so I haven't heard any negative things about it at all. I have heard negatives about Indiana Jones that it's gonna it's gonna crash because it's a woke Indiana Jones. What I say is, you go woke, you go broke. I'm not going to any movies that are woke. I do like movies. In fact, I may watch one after I finish here tonight just for fun, even though it's really late. But um, anyway, let me make sure I just covered everything. We just got a couple minutes left, and uh, a couple of all the people that worked with us. I think I did that. I think I did right. But I also wanted to. I wanted you to to uh, you, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can at Live with Lou L I V E with Lou Live with Lou. Also, a couple other other uh, 
Facebook pages that are local here dealing with issues here with Sutter County say no to new taxes. Sutter County say no to new taxes. And another one, Yuba College Bond number five, that's hashtag five, Yuba County Bond, Yuba College Bond, Yuba College Bond, hashtag five, hyphen, vote no, hyphen five, vote, hashtag five, hyphen, vote no. Uh, those are great Facebook sites that keep you informed. You're not getting informed. The media is broken now in the United States. Uh, newspapers are almost non-existent, and uh, these these Facebook sites are filling in the blanks that they're not covering in the the, uh, the what newspapers there are. So Sutter County say no to new taxes, and Yuba College bond hashtag five. And then hyphen vote no, and then live with Lou. If you go check those out, I think you'll enjoy a lot of the information there. Uh, and of course, you that for out of the area that may have marginal marginal benefit uh, until we kind of cover some universal topics. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna post a uh, an article that I wrote about the CalPERS retirement plan. I'm going to post that over at, uh, actually, it's on the Live with Lou right now, but I'll post it over at the website uh, by the end of the week on nohostagesradio.com. Or if you, I don't think the Territorial Dispatch, it's a monthly, or excuse me, it's a weekly newspaper. They may run it in their next issue, which I think comes out around Thursday of this week. So it may be in there. Uh, where I'm gonna I'm gonna try to start writing some article, articles again uh, for them, and it's a, a free newspaper, but you don't need to pick one up. You can look on territorialdispatch.com, and uh, you should be able to see it online. We're out of time, and we're out of the out of the uh, show today. So we'll Lord willing be back next week, and uh, if you find something great to do that's help helpful to the community in the coming week, thank you very much. trees of green red roses too I see them bloom for me and you and I think to myself what a wonderful world I see skies of blue The bright and blessed day and the dark sacred night.